The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the new Nasty Boys. I'm your co-host this morning, afternoon, evening, whenever you decide to listen to this thing, and sitting across from me as always is... Hello, everybody, Nasty Boys and girls out there across the whole wide world. How the hell you doing? Oh, this is going to go for a while. Oh, it's a long applause, baby. Very long. We're damn near in September. (coughs) Red legs. Game up, baby. Game up. We knew we'd be sitting here. Did I hit the right button? I don't have my headphones in. Yeah, I did. Oh, yeah. It was the applause. It was the applause. They came back in there for a little bit more. A little bit more. Just wanted to double check myself. Just to see if I was right. And um, I forgot. To, I was so I was so anxious to like ask you guys how you were doing and hear the applause. That, and you know this, but you know it's me, Lee Kimbrell. <laughs> Hello, it's me, and he and he goes sitting across from me. Always is, and I just didn't say my name. You didn't. At I just all. went straight into a hello. How the hell are you guys doing? Because I know you're doing pretty well. Well, and also, you know, this is episode like one hundred and like thirty nine. Well, that is not counting the first full season, which is nowhere to be found. Yeah, yeah, that for, got deleted for like really good reason. Um, we are at one hundred and twenty five episodes that have been published. So you guys know my name. You know, you know, we know each other. Oh, and the first lady has arrived. Hello. She's home. How about that? Just just at the right time. So, um, yeah, man. How how's your week been? I've had a good week, baby. Here, um, up here in the Queen City. Yeah, going around a- apartment shopping, baby. Isn't that so much fun? Yeah, it's uh, not. You hate it? I mean, it's it's just hard. We're casting a wide net, going around looking all over the place. Oh, we got something here. Fuck, where did you get that? The Grup. Adam posted on his story like an hour ago that they had one case. I went there after I got my battery fixed. Well, we got to put those in the fridge. Alicia just walked in with a real sweet treat. Very nice. Four pack of Saunders Kings Island Blue Ice Cream Beer. Boom. This is exciting. A fusion of local culture so much culture love it so what okay so you hate it because it's just like i got mildly distracted by blue ice cream yeah no no, you're good man i get it no it's just it's it's a stressful process figuring out where you want to land for the next you know at least one year sure you know and it i don't know just the whole process of quality of the place or yeah location or price or Mm -hmm. any of it you know so yeah and i know that you you know there, you've gone through it a million times before. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah. I don't know. It's exciting and it's good when you're walking around a city and you look around and anywhere in the city, potentially, you I could dwell. There. You know, yeah. that is fun. Like, that freedom of it is good. But, you know, it's I'm just ready to find a spot. Sure. And it's like a different type of look where you're at right now because you both left a place and then you had a plan and you're like, nope. And then now you're in the spot of like, we have to find an apartment now because right. I've been in, on both sides of that. Where one side of it, where which is where you've been, was like we have to find somewhere to live now. We lived with my folks for 
two weeks. Yeah. Um, because our our uh, the heater in the house, the boiler we had, we had actually like an old boiler in the house. Right. Went out and it was like negative twelve outside. Couldn't do it. Can't do that. So we had to pack our shit up and be like, hey, guy, you're going to come get this fixed? And he's like, no, I'm in Alabama, so it's going to be at least two weeks before I can have someone come look at it. I'm like, it is 27 degrees in our apartment. We can see our breath. Our cat's going to die. He was like, well. Our cat's going to die. That is dire. That is dire, stri- dire, a dire yeah, situation. Man. So we live with my parents and just looked everywhere. And while we were looking, it's just like, we got to find somewhere to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. We got to go. And I feel confident that we can find a place. It's, um, I, you know, it's just like the ultimate decision. Do you want to live down around here again? Sure. Or do you want to go a little further out? Right. Do you want, so like when you mean further out, you mean I mean further out, not burbs. I'm talking like East Walnut Hills area. That's not too far. It's not too far away. It, it it's just those decisions. Sure. And it's like just the price point too. You know. It's, I mean that's important. And oddly enough, you can live in a place downtown on Main Street that's pretty fucking nice, and it's not that expensive, and it's because you live right on fucking Main Street. Yes. And you parking is a bitch. Yep. And you get the pass, and there's plenty, you know, but it's still a bitch. Yes, it is. And uh, so, yeah, just kind of, what do we want to do for the next year? Right. Do you want to have all of the amenities and then live farther out, or do you want to live in the in the thick of it and have to exercise outside of all that? Yeah, it sucks. It's a bitch. It fucking yeah. blows. I totally get it. And we've looked at a whole bunch of different places, and uh, I mean, we're we're whittling it down. You say I didn't mean to come across as a Debbie Downer. It's just no, uh, it's, it's no, hard though. It is. Yeah, it's tough. It's kind of exhausting, and a lot of phone calls and voicemails and e- emails and whatever. It is cool to go around and like look at all these places. That's the fun. That part. is fun because we've seen like eight fucking places, and then even ranging from like, you know. Houses in on 17th Street in Covington. Yeah, you know where you can get a whole fucking house that's actually pretty nice for 900 bucks. Sure, but you're in 17th Street in Covington, so that's like a 25 minute walk. It's a 25. It's a 30 minute walk on the nose to like Amerasia for context. The house that we looked. Holy shit! Yeah, it's like deep in West Covington. That is all the way back. South Covington, rather, and it was a nice enough house, and it's cheap, but that it's like I don't know. Yeah, these are just—they just feel like big decisions, and sure. Well, we've looked at places like big, huge lofts. The, uh, what? What? Do you, how do you? How do you feel when you walk into a loft like that? You're like, I don't have any fucking doors. Yeah, yeah. Um, the we saw two. We saw like three or four lofts, and two of them were like you know nicer. They were you know like an old converted YMCA or some shit. That's cool. Oh, wait, on the... No, one of them was in Camp Washington, and we looked, oh, yeah, we, the, yeah. we, we looked at this place. It's an old YMCA. Our floor was where the basketball court was, so our floor was just a basketball court. That's so there cool. There was like a three-point line just like going in the middle of the living room. So every time you bang, you're draining, draining buckets. Draining buckets. There you go. <laughs> you had to just scum it up, didn't you? <laughs> we are the new nasty draining boys. buckets. Yes, exactly. So, I mean, yeah, just that whole process. I get it. That's that's cool, though. Yeah. So are you... So, like, okay, when you... so. You were in our old place. That was basically a loft. That right. was three levels. Yeah. We didn't have doors. Yeah. Except in the bathroom. The bathroom door. That's it. 
Well, in the front, the, the door to get in. It wasn't like we just willy nilly were fully just like, open. You guys lived in an abandoned warehouse. <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah, we had like one of those hippie bead doors that you see in people's hallways. Yeah, but it said a, it was. That's it, about it. It said it was just like a, a what is it? A knight's chain link or yeah, chain uh, mail? Chain mail that you locked at night. But <laughs> you know, other than that, it's been a good week. Had some good times. Monday was fun at the hub. That's good. Uh, went and saw a movie with. Uh, old Momo. What'd you see? Don't Breathe 2. Oh! How was it? It was good if you like horror movies, like suspenseful horror movies. Like, some of the storyline, you can pl- you could poke it full of holes, but if you can just be like, oh yeah, he's like a blind Navy SEAL assassin. Sure. Then it's fun. But? I, I liked it a lot. I didn't even see the first one. I watched oh, the really? Fu- I watched the first one, like, on YouTube. So you just got like the recap. Yeah, the recap and ending explained and a couple oh, reviews and like I got the just. Did you see the first one? No, I have I have heard about Dude, the both of these. The first one's fucking wild. wild apparently. And the second one I I I liked it. Okay. I liked it. It was weird seeing a sequel without having actually seen the first one. Mhm. But it was a good movie. Well, I've heard, what's the guy that guy in there? He was in the head, he was in Avatar. Yeah, that's where I know him from. S- he's Avatar, just a, he's, he's been he's like a character actor who's been like every type of grizzled guy, every badass you could be. It's like yeah, it, he's been a cowboy, he's, yeah, a, a vet. He's been a general. Well, the Avatar in this movie, he's just a vet, but this one he's blind. He's got the old cloudy eye. Oh, off putting. Very no, but it was a good movie. Uh, then I did a, a really really terrible open mic last night oh i was there yeah oh no the one before that oh okay that one. Oh no i would it, it's our buddy fun. It's, it, yeah dude proof is fun it's a at least it's a very good hang it's a proof is a good hang and then you can just get you have you can goof and it's going in there like i have a premise and then i have somewhat of a punchline dude and let's figure it out and i i brought it up on stage last night but another beautiful thing about proof is that you can be sitting at the bar watching the comedian but and then like right above the comedian's head like close to you so you can't see it on stage but you mm-hmm. can as it's just the reds game oh. and it's fucking great because you can like look down and like laugh at your buddy and then check out and just you know watch watch the red legs i do not look at my buddies when the game's on yeah more or less i am hearing i'm hearing the jokes i hear yeah. the beats and then i'm like that's funny okay joey vado's up he's it gonna hit a so dinger. funny how there is just a physical partition between the comedian and the audience i gave I, I that was so funny when i said that when i was just like i feel like there's something between us and then and then faust went up and gave me all of the shit yeah but she didn't have to. Right. You can move around. We know that, but that's not how good shows should be ran. <laughs> yeah, but that's yeah. I, no, you're right. It's also just like. But it's fun. It's the it is fun. Right. It is fun. The one before, sweet friend of the uh, friend of the pod ran. It's it was just so funny. Just some of the characters that came through. There was a guy who went. Uh, he goes up and he goes. His name was Silver Wolf C A. He performed. Yeah. Was that the guy Giles was crying at on Instagram? No, the guy that Giles... I can't remember that guy's name, but man, that was really wild too. He, You look at him, he's sitting there with his buddies playing chess, and you you assess the situation. And you're like, oh, I, I bet you I know what this guy's act is going to be like. And he went up, and it was like... 
like hyper Ralphie May. Like he was like, what? He was like, yeah, man, I go through McDonald's, bro, and they throw me like four extra McNuggets, and I'm like, I ain't that fat, bro. And it's like, whoa, I did not see that hat coming from this like portly little white boy <laughs> playing chess in a coffee shop. Wearing like a Dragon Ball Z t-shirt. It was crazy. He went up and was like a full-on black comic. It was the funniest shit I've ever seen. To be fair, Ralphie Mae would probably end up in a Dragon Ball Z shirt. More or less. Yeah, because those shirts are one of the only that come in 6XL. (laughs) (laughs) I like Dragon Ball Z. Eight, three of them. (laughs) Yeah, right. I'm the dragon now. Dude, but I laugh so hard. Uh, Silver Wolf CA walks up there and he goes, uh, so my name is Silver Wolf CA. That's not my real name. (laughs) I was like, yeah, dog. (laughs) We know. Yeah. No, yeah, he no. was he was a really sweet guy. He goes, uh, and it was funny. His whole stick, he was, it was like that. He kind of looked like a woman. He really did. Like he yeah. looked like a pretty, like you know, like butch representing lesbian, right? And he, <laughs> bless you, thank you. And he just very casually goes, yeah. So a lot of people think I'm a lesbian. It's just because I crushed my balls when I was a kid in a bike accident. Oh my god. He is like six foot six. Yeah. Huge, right? This Monster. huge guy. But he's like hairless. He has this. What? Like, I, I, it, I believed him. Like he was like hyper feminine, hairless, high voice, like. Higher than mine. Yes. Oh, yes. And he's giant. He looked like. What? I thought it was, I thought it was the biggest lesbian I've ever seen in my life. I really did. I was like, God damn. And he said he smashed his balls in a bike accident as a kid, and it like threw off his test. Oh my god! The, all of his testosterone totally dude, screwed. What did he explain dude. the bike accident? No, that's why it was. That's why open mics are so fucking incredible because <laughs> this giant hulking man who looks like a lesbian named Silver Wolf CA not can just real gloss name. over. Not his real name. Not his real. Thank you. I we have to make sure. Not his real name, and he goes. Uh, and he just, in like five seconds, he's like, yeah, so I, I like crushed my balls when I was 12 years old in a bike accident. And, and I just like <laughs> shuddered. I mean, it's just, it was incredible. Uh, here's the craziest thing is that at this coffee shop, which I'm assuming was mostly empty. Yeah. This person goes up. Three people playing chess, comedians, and one of the most disgruntled staff members I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, because they just wanted to sit there in silence and read their book or froth themselves or whatever and coffee shop people do. Ran Barnaclo with a microphone. <laughs> just loud, aggressive Italian. It really is. For like an hour and a half. Fucking hilarious. But this person got the thought, you know what? I need to go up on stage and bother these three people pa- playing chess and tell them about my testy smashing. Yeah. That's the beauty of also open mics is like people are like, I think this is a good proper thing oh, to man. say into a microphone with no context. It's probably hilarious. I will say it was <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. I will say like it, as bad as it was, like the three people sitting there playing chess, one of them did stand up. It was the guy that like almost killed Giles. Yeah. And uh, the three, pe- they just kind of sat there and played chess and then would take a break and ju- just watch somebody talk for five minutes. <laughs> To just nod. Man, and it was really, really quite something. That's interesting. Yeah, quite hilarious. See, there's sometimes where, like, 
I don't know. It's not like I'm trying to be a schmuck where it's like, oh, you were like, you know, you texted me and I was like, I was going to go. And then, you know, and then I was like, you know what? I don't I Why? don't really want to waste my time doing that anymore. It's funny. Don't get me wrong. I'm glad that oh, you dude, went- I said that into the microphone during my set last <laughs> night. No, you're right. I just went because I had never gone and I wanted, you know, I didn't want Rand to be able to hold it over my head that I never went to his mic. I never, I, he can hold it over my head. That's fine. I he can once. hold it over my head and let it drip. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Boom. But it's like, I don't want to really do that Dude, anymore. I, I fucking hear you, man. Isn't that kind of the crazy thing where it's just like, when you think about going new places or you're like, are starting over, you're like... I don't think you would ever have to do that again. Right. But if I was forced in that situation, I'd be like, I'm, I'm, no. Oh, yeah. No. If you had to start from scratch again, oh, I would never start comedy if I had to go back and start over. All the way over. Never. Hard pass. There are a few things in my life that I would go and do that again. Mm, yeah. I don't know if I have one thing where if I had to like go back all the way to the start, I would do again. Ooh, that's a really good question to think about. I don't think I would either. No. Even my wife, they're like, hey, you have to start all the way back over. I'd be like, no, thank you. I, even I'm if good. you had knowledge that you did, even if you can like take the knowledge that you have now and go back, you no. know? No, not even close. The best part is right now. Yeah, I'm, here's the thing. I would never, ever go back to being a seven-year-old in a classroom and asking another human being if I could go take a shit. Yeah. <laughs> and then walk back in and they go, why did it take so long? It's because I have a poor diet. Yeah, sorry. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm going to be doing this. This is going to be a problem for the next 25 years. <laughs> yeah, I had Reese cups for lunch. Get off my dick. Don't give me a complex about it now. Yeah, asking to go get something out of my own fridge. I'm never, I would never again. Never again. Here's uh, a. We had. Do you remember? Well, we had at elementary school where like you would open up. You had. Oh, here's your daily planner. How obsolete does that look now? You have to fill out your planner. You get written up in the planner. I already don't give a fuck. So what makes you think I'm going to give a fuck about what you write in the back of it? There you go. You still got some hangups with public education. I have huh? so much. Well, I mean, you you're doing very well by yourself with you know no college degree. Sure. Like fuck it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I have, I have. I have qualms that are accurate. And you went to school and like did some socializing and all, but like overall, school for most people is just like a gauntlet of like it sucks. People hate yeah. it. They either don't want to be sitting there or, you know, they struggle with any of the curriculum and then just like the I think the real main reason why you go to school, the socialization, that's just so torturous. Right, it's so hard. I mean, it's fun if, if if it is, but if it's not, it's like the worst yeah. thing in the world. Here's, Your whole life sucks. Hey, here's 300 people that I had. Like for me, I went to public school seventh grade through my senior year of high school. Right. Think about that. For those six years, these are the 300 people you know. That's it. Hope f- hope there's hope, someone you like. Hope you find five. Yeah. Good luck. But no, like the whole thing of like within those planners, which now the phone makes it completely obsolete to just right. write everything down. <laughs> Dipshits. But like you had to have a teacher right in there when you went to go to the bathroom. Yeah, the hall passes. Weird. Yeah, that the, yeah, that is. I had to so walk weird. down a down the hallway with like a bookmark that says hall pass, when it should just say poop pass. Yeah. See, I would never, ever go back to that. Damn, man. That really left an imprint on you. Well, I left a lot of imprints around there many schools. There you go, schools. man. Well, I mean, it's true. 
A young a young boy of your pedigree, you're gonna have to go to the bathroom a lot. <laughs> a lot. I I'm a faucet. Sometimes things happen, and you got to release. You got to let the air valve out. There you go. Well, it, to to swiftly change the subject, <laughs> I have <laughs> to swiftly. I uh, I have one more funny open mic story Please. from the hub. So the hub was fun, just like any open mic, ebbs and flows, good points, high points, low points, all of it, right? Sure. It was a particularly low point. A young man went up and bombed quite hard. Uh, yeah. And I was getting the getting the remaining clientele into it, right? Sure. So I'm the, there's Brittany is bartending. She's got dreadlocks, you know, Brittany. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Brittany's bartending. I'm like, all right, don't forget, we're here for uh, Brittany. We gotta tip her a lot. And I start a Brittany chant. I'm like, Brittany, Brittany. And there's like <laughs> 12, 14 people, maybe. Everyone's chanting, Brittany, Brittany. And then I'm like, I'm thinking, yeah, tips. We need to tip her, right? Yeah. So I, I'm trying. I'm thinking word economy, right? Sure. Word economy. Britney, Britney, and then I just switch to big tips, big tips, big <laughs> tips. And by the look on everybody in the entire bar's faces, like they, they thought that either I was saying big tits oh. or I was trying to like be sly and like. Sneak it, it in, yeah, and I and I had to be like, no, no. <laughs> I was like, I, I was like, no word economy. I was like, no, we need to tip her. You guys know I say that all the time. Yeah. I just, it, it, Brittany, Brittany, big tips, big tips, big tips. Oh. It was such a bad look. I dude. can see, I can see the easy mix up. And I mean, it was, it ended up being fine, like because everyone laughed. But right? what if it didn't? There What's were the two, worst that could happen? Yeah, there. Yeah, right. And yeah, I, w- I even went up to, I felt the need, I w- even went up to Brittany and was like, hey, I I wasn't even like, I wasn't trying to like chant about your boobs. And she just started dying laughing and she was like, yeah, I know, it's fine. So no, we're you, good. What you should have done is like. I was like, so embarrassed. What you should have done is you should have went up to him and like, hey, I just want to let you know, I was trying to veil big tips, but for real got some big old tits all right good to see you see you next week and then just fucking walk out that would have gone really well that would have gone great no that That would have been been the opposite of what i should have done there bill you should have just walked up and like big tits and then give me money and then left yeah go ahead and pay me out there big tits (laughs) hey pay me out there boobies booby britney is that what you're gonna call her from now on no (laughs) why not i no, i'm not going to do that man no the whole point of the the as i felt it was inappropriate Both scenarios you've just laid out are what I'm avoiding. (laughs) Are just making it so much worse. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I could print you off a t-shirt with big tits on it. (laughs) We could draw them on. It'd be a lot of fun. Just give everybody a sneak peek. Let's call her. Let's call her right now. Hey, I've got a white t-shirt with your name on it. Jesus, no. It's a low-cut v-neck. So, open mic follies. <laughs> open mic follies have been my week. It's a good week. It's been fun. You get to be around your friends. Yeah. It's good. It's a great week. Humbling. Sobering. It, yes, of Should course. Should be more sobering. Well, you know, well, when, you're, when, when, when you're at bars. I actually have been pretty good this week. I've been great this week, too. Yeah. Cause I had what I had one Woodford at, last night at uh yeah and you bought me one or I got a I got a bullet rye. Here's something that's crazy. I looked at the tab and I saw the bullet, which I you know always happy to buy people drinks. But here's what's crazy. I got I got it because I figured it would be cheaper. It was, but here's what's crazy. My Woodford was eight fifty, neat. Your bullet was a 
was seven, and then it said underneath rocks because you got on the rocks, right? Yeah. It's a dollar. They charged you a dollar fifty for ice. What? Isn't that fucking wild? A dollar fifty for extra for rocks. That's really crazy. That's a crime. Yeah, that a dollar fifty. That is feels a little criminal. Yeah. I mean it even if it's not criminal, it is at the very least shady as fuck. It's very shady. It should be a crime because guess what? There's proof. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Oh, here we go. Boom. Nailed it. Nice, I heard it. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, you got the headies on today. What you got a product there, mama? Oh shit. Oh, that, that's cool. Is it for your hair? Could be. Cool, good. It's a place that has hair. That Okay. <laughs> that could be anything, but I know what you mean. <laughs> you vulgar. Yeah, well, it gets worse. Anyway. <laughs> where do we pivot? Where's where we pivot? I've had an interesting week. Yeah, I was going to ask. I've actually had a very interesting day. Because, okay, so one thing, remember last night at Proof, what I, what I said at the beginning, which was like, there was the lady that was talking about uh, being friends with her dentist. Yeah. She's like, oh, I'm actually really good friends with my dentist. Which, to this day, is still the weirdest fucking thing I've ever heard. <laughs> it's pretty... It's an odd thing. It's really weird. Okay, is it weirder... It's weirder if you... If your friendship is predicated... If, like, if you met going to the dentist. Correct. If you're friends with a dentist... Yes. And then you start going to your friend who is a dentist. Sure. Mike that's Frank. one thing. Mike Frank, right. Exactly. If he started cleaning my teeth, Mike Frank is my friend. He is my dentist. Correct. But if you weren't friends and you just went in for a teeth cleaning. Yeah. And, and then now you, you're friends with your, the guy who scraped your teeth bones? Very weird. That's strange. It's very strange. Just platonic friends? <laughs> for a guy that performs, or a guy, a person who's performing a service. On cleaning your mouth, which, when you think about it, is the grossest thing in your body. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's a good... It, it's a good... You know, if if somebody is willing to go all the way into your gnarliest orifice... Yes. Filled with meat-gnashing bones mm -hmm. that and we call teeth, <laughs> and still like you, still find you attractive, still find you... I don't know. Interesting. Someone that you would like to spend time with. Or maybe if you look into so many mouths, you just realize that, like, you know, we're all kind of the same. <laughs> that is true. Maybe it, it's like a very chill dentist. You know, that is true. How cool is this dentist? Who was talking about it? That lady at the end of the bar with the pants and the black shirt. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, she said that. And I was like, okay, interesting. But the whole thing is, there are those questions like, yeah, maybe this is the existential kind of dentists where they're like you know i'm not worried about your mouth i'm worried about what's connected to it the heart in your brain yeah right sure. mouth is right there in the middle of your brain and heart chakra brother so I we got to get that <laughs> mouth chakra right mouth chakra nice and clean so that you can breathe in all of the good vibes and energies around you excellent yeah That's a good point who knows about well, this well, think dentist. about it your teeth are just tiny energy crystals that are jammed into your skull there you go so there it is maybe a very zen very you know what, what? What do you call a gemist? Someone who's very into gems? Or are they like a uh, gemologist? Gemologist? Well, that'd be like the doctor of gems. Yeah. The person uh, that's like someone who is of the gem. Yeah. That's into it for a living. So it'd be like what kind of a gem enthusiast? You know, 
Gem fan. Gem, uh, yeah. Gem fan. A gem member. Gem gem member. <laughs> A gem member. Smith. I like gem member a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a gem member. I go down to the planet Gemnist, and it's uh, yeah. it's pretty cool. It's good, man. I get all my Christies. I get all my Christies cleaned up. But Fuck yeah. Yeah. I got thoroughly distracted by that. But, like, the my dentist, I'm actually really good friends with my dentist. Like, there is so many paths. Yeah. But either way, when you start and think about it, if I was the dentist, I would just be staring at your mouth and being like, it's, it's gross. It's right. gross. This is still the filter. Let everything in. I got to go to the dentist. Dog. I am in the same boat. But uh, I say this because I was dropping off shirts today to somebody. And I met this person who, um, whenever, like within three seconds of them saying words, I was like, oh, you're very gay. Which is fine. Yeah. No, no judgment whatsoever. It's not like I leaned up to him and I heard him and I was like, sinner! No, right. I was like, you are. That is just who he is. Right. And then he said, I'm not going to imitate him because I don't know if I can pull it in me and I don't want to get canceled. Um, he was just like, here's something weird I heard. That's something weird. This is probably one of the weirdest things you'll ever hear. My dog doesn't like peanut butter. <laughs> now, that's a lot in and of itself. Yeah. Where it's like, okay, the first image is always when you think is of this, dog and peanut butter, yeah. you think of the grossest thing you can do. Right. That's just human nature right. and what we've been conditioned to think. But then he was just like, yeah, you know, I tried to get my dog peanut butter. doesn't like it. Pretty weird. He just led with this? Well, we were talking about some other stuff. But okay. then, and so me being like, oh, I have to be the best in every conversation was like, here's something weirder. Right. I heard my that someone say this last night, I'm best, I'm friends, really good friends with my dentist. He went, that's weird. I'm like, yeah. Thank he goes, you. I've never understood why, you know, people want to be dentists. I'm like, I don't get it either. It's gross. And then he said, well, I also don't understand why people would want to be gynecologists. And I'm like, well, I know why you would think that. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Immediately know why you would think that. He right. just went, ew. He was like, ew, followed by ew. I'm like, yeah, man, a lot of 12 and 13 year old boys would very much disagree with you. Right. I mean, what, what do you middle think school? That, do you think that, uh, like, <sighs> painting with a broad stroke. Sure. And I, I just want to know the pecking order because it does just strike me odd. A, a male gynecologist. Sure, but also every twelve to thirteen year old boy, or every middle school kid was like, "Hell yeah, I want to be in a gynecologist." Oh yeah, sure. of course. But then some. Do, do you think that 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 sometimes there are those thirteen year olds who become forty year olds, but still are thirteen and like, "Yeah, I'm finally a gynecologist." No, What's up? I would like to think that that is not the case. I would too. Right? I would. I would. You would like to think that. Who, of course. Who fucking knows? I know a lot of people go to med medical school and don't know exactly what their like specialization is going to be. Sure, you got to find you know, yourself. And you find something, and you find something, and who knows if if you take the Hippocratic Oath and you really are a doctor and you're about that fucking life and you just want to help people and you can help people in this way. And it is a way that you yeah. can, like, it, there, we need good brains in that, that field, field, right? Of course. Yeah, there's anything. There's a lot of things that can go wrong down there. I can't speak on it, but, like, I, I just think it's strange, just a male gynecologist. It's <laughs> this, like, can we just, how about female gynecologists? Yeah, man, this isn't your thing. Yeah. How can you understand it best if you don't have it attached to you? Absolutely. And you can't go, well, I don't know. Maybe there's a lot of other ways to look at it. Maybe since they, it's not their, not on their body, they can understand it better to a higher technical degree because they don't have anything invested in it because they don't have it. No, nah, but it's like, I just, you 
got to be able to feel it and relate to it. And like, if someone's explaining a cramp or something, like you got to, I don't know. I would want that in my doctor. You know what? I think there's a person we can ask about this. Yeah, I know. She's in there Babe? right now in the bathroom. Can you come here? Lee has a question for you. Did you hear what we were talking about? Did you hear what we were talking about? Here you go. Here's the microphone. I did not. Oh, um, we. I can't even remember how we got there. Because that guy. Oh, yeah, because that guy. Yeah, the guy that you brought the shirts to. How, how do you feel about male gynecologists? I used to think that it was weird because, like, personally, I would find a male, like, I feel like if I were trying to, like, for one, okay, when I was 16, I got on birth control because my acne was, was bad, and I just feel like, yeah, you could explain that to somebody, but I feel like it, I don't know, I would feel weird telling that to a dude. That was the but, point I was making. But, interestingly enough, I had this same discussion with a friend of mine, and I said, oh, I think that having a ma- male gynecologist is weird, and she said, you know, actually... My gynecologist is a male, and he is the man that birthed me, so we've had this lifelong relationship. And I'm like, that's really cool. That's really, really cool. Really cool. So I feel like... That's pretty fucking wild. Yeah, I feel like... um, I I think it just depends on the situation, but that one in particular I thought was really interesting, and I'm like, that's really cool. I really respect that. Yeah, yeah, it's like if 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 it is a doctor who is in the game and is good at it and yeah. is passionate and it's like, yeah. I'm going to rip you out and then I'm going to take care of yours and rip yeah. one out of you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, see, that's admirable and that's in every field. There are always people. Yeah. It, it's always just struck me as so weird. Like even when my mom would like go to the gynecologist or even like go and get like a, a mammogram. Yeah. Like she would, you know, we'd talk about it or whatever. I'd be like, if the doctor was a boy... Not even on some weird sexual thing. It just feels so different. Yeah. It just feels so vulnerable. I think, and I think that I, I have a hard time... I guess it is a sexual thing. No, it's, I mean, it shouldn't be. But I think that it's it's just kind of weird because, I, I don't know, I think personally I wouldn't feel comfortable unless it was a man that was highly recommended by a family member or a close friend. But like when I looked for a new gynecologist a couple of years ago, like men were out of the question for me. Right. Like I want to go to a woman. But- so I don't know. It For just sure. depends. depends. Actually, weird story. When my senior year of high school, I had a we had a classmate who transferred in, and we were just like asking her about her life, and she told us that her dad was a gynecologist, and we jokingly said, "Oh, is that how he met your mom?" And she said, "Yes." <laughs> so hey, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, she was she was really cool. She was nice and smart, so I'm sure it was fine. But like, love it for I wonder sight. how much that. Yeah, I know. He's like, this is a good piece of equipment. I'd like to take it home. <laughs> she puts her feet up in the stirrups, and he's just like under the underneath the hood. He's like, I'm gonna marry this pussy. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, thank okay, you for the thank, insight. Yeah. Thank you. Much needed. We 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 had a female that was able to talk about it. The first lady. Fuck yeah. Thank you. One thing's for sure. Dick doctors, ladies only. Come on. All right. Hey, babe, I need you to go back to school and get your doctor to look at this hog. Jesus. (laughs) Do you really want me to do that? Then I'll just have to tell you you're in the 15th percentile for dick. There you go. Dude. With the across the room roast, yeah. baby. <laughs> got her ass. Well, she's got to... Well, she'd have to... 
put it in professional terms that this thing can go across the room. Come on! Boom. Well, this that's uh, not true. This would be a weird conversation to hear elsewhere. The one that we just had, <laughs> I, but you, you know, you feasibly could. You feasibly could. I mean, you're hearing it right now you're... on this form of the internet. <laughs> but what if we had a room full of people that were just passionate? Th- yes, and passionate about, about it. this. You know where they could go. I know where they could go. Where could they go? Spotify Green Room. That's right. Live, audio-only sports talk platform, or any kind of other platform if you ever so choose. Talk to us, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. Spotify Green Room is a free, audio-only social media platform for sports fans or any other type of fan, per, per se. Um, you know... We'll be hosting rooms sometime in the future, but all you need to do is download the Spotify Green Room app in the iOS App Store, create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the Sports Drink group. Follow us at the New Nasty Boys to be notified when our room goes live. We'll be going live on Spotify and Green Room on some day at some time. Come with your spiciest takes. Spotify Green Room. Spotify. Boom. 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 Spotify Green Room. Hit uh, it up. So yeah, but that was that was. You know, there was that part of my week, and then I'm um, just still waiting for Donna to come out. Yeah. Just still waiting. Did you see that, like... Device? No, the the uh, de- uh, the exact replica of his childhood home built at the 50-yard line of Soldier Field. What? Yeah, because... Yeah. He's getting ready to perform there. He's doing Donda there, and an exact replica of the house he grew up in in Chicago is built at the 50-yard line. Dude. I mean, he can just do whatever he wants. He can do whatever he wants. Did you see that he's releasing a device that you can buy now that has the album preloaded where it's got sliders on it to create loops, to only do the vocals, to do just beats, and like you slide your thumb across. It looks like a giant And you can like mix up the The, the, music yourself? Yeah. It just have it on and it plays it. And it's just the album built in. That's wild. He's insane. Imagine if he took that much time to an effort like he had that created now hopefully he's putting that much energy into the album because it didn't sound like it on jesus is king yeah well so i hope so that's my fear and is he just gonna live at soldier field now too who knows man it's outdoors it's not a dome that is true it's a whole different ball game and it's gonna start getting chilly in chicago in like six weeks Probably. Oh yeah, we're that close, uh, bitch. It's September. <laughs> it's almost yeah. September. Next dude. week is September. I know. It, it, with a guy like Kanye, I mean, obviously, yes. I hope that the music on Donda is really, really good. But like with the pedigree, everything that he's dropped, like now, almost. yeah. But like now, his thing is like he's putting that energy into just being like, what I'm gonna be the most famous per musician ever um like he's most influential biggest cultural shiftiest you know what i'm saying like truly an artist yes with in every facet in every way with with clothing with the shoe game with now these accessories considering with the album like it's it's impressive i mean the live streams of him living in a fucking like supply closet right in in the in mercedes benz that's yeah, crazy yeah how crazy is it that he he's locks himself in a room to make it look like a prison but yet the building is called mercedes benz yeah right okay guy yeah man it's fucking wild it's, kanye dude i i'm here for it i'm all for it's it very Don't get cool me wrong. it's very the, cool we get to witness it i'm a big it. fan i'm a big fan i'm a stan but and then there was one more weird thing that happened to me today and then we can talk about baseball dude i went to udf 
to get Diet Coke, and okay. I got my Jewel, my, my Views Pods, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I asked for the pot Views Pods from this guy behind the counter, who looked like a dumpier version of me at age 20. Okay. Um, and he got he got the pods, and then he like looked at me, he's like, you know, it's always crazy. They always change where the barcodes are and where to scan them. I'm like, yeah, man, that is crazy. Knowing his plight, that he, I've worked at a gas station, yeah. you can just start up any conversation with anybody with anything about what's in your hands just to get through the day. Right. I've been exactly. there. It sucks. Yeah. And you just have to constantly interact with human beings. It's the worst retail job ever. Ever. It's gotta be. It's it's, it's like, awful. It's like thirty seconds at most. Yeah. This well, revolving door of people. Right. And the worst that I, the, the thing that I had that was awful with where I were the last gas station I worked at, which was the Growler Stop, which was pretty cool. Um, five years before I worked there, someone was shot and murdered that was working at that gas station. Love that. Pretty cool. So when I would try and start conversation just to get through the day with everybody, it always ended with, so you know someone got murdered here. Do you feel safe? And I'm yeah. like, yeah, man, I feel safe. My Every wife, my, day reminded of it. Thanks, man. My life is worth seven fifteen an hour. Appreciate that. All right, <laughs> see ya. Here's your Marlboro lights and your pick three tickets. <laughs> yeah. Get out of here, Linda. I hope you lose. I, and you will. <laughs> you will lose because <laughs> you're you, playing the lottery. And you will. <laughs> you will lose. Uh, so what happened with the kid at UDF? So he scans it. And then he looks at me and he goes, "Hey, have you have, do you remember if Treasure Island had tra- time travel in it?" Whoa. And I was like, "Uh, time tra- I haven't seen it in a long time. That's the one from the 60s, right?" And he went, "No, I think it was newer than that." I went, "I don't think it did." He goes, "Are you sure?" And I went, "We talking about the animated one from the early 2000s?" He went, "Yeah." I was like, "Oh, yeah, there was time travel and Michael J. Fox was in it." He went, "Yeah." I was like, "Okay, yeah, it was." He went, "Cool." And I went, uh, why did you ask? <laughs> I was like, why did you ask? Are you and your coworker talking about it? And then he looked at me like I had three fucking eyes in my head. Right. He was like, he gave me that smug look, like uh, his eyebrows wrinkled. Like, he looked at me. He's like, to me? why are you continuing this conversation? I'm like, because you just asked me the most random, <laughs> weird fucking question I've ever heard in my life. A we jumped from views pods to a cartoon starring Michael J. Fox. I need answers right but instead i awkwardly walked out and he stared at me while i walked out the whole time and i was like have a good day and then he just went like just shook his head no and put his head down and kept working i was like what the fuck did i do wrong right i answered your question yes this movie treasure island that was put out by walt disney pictures has time travel in it (laughs) now i need answers give me answers and i'm pissed I'm pissed because I don't know. Now this guy's just going to be walking around wearing his UDF smock. Like, now he knows that that movie has time travel in it. Yeah. And I know nothing. With nothing. And I know nothing. You get no information. No context. I'm sorry, Bill. And I'm carrying the weight around like I'm an asshole. (laughs) Like, I'm the asshole for wanting to get any type of detail or information. Well, you got to let that go, God, I'm going tomorrow. That's got to go. No. Going to the UDF on Beachmont. I'm getting this guy's schedule, and I'm going to find out when he gets there, and I'm going to ask him, why did you ask me that? It has been bothering me. If the, you know what the, the the most fun long play would be? Go back three months later? No, get a Treasure Island t-shirt. <laughs> get a Treasure Island t-shirt, learn this kid's schedule, go in there, don't even bring it up. Yeah. Just look at him wearing a Treasure Island t-shirt, and if he doesn't say anything about it, yeah. then you get to punch him in the face. <laughs> then you get to you get whatever you want for free, and you get to assault him. 
That's a good one. That's great. Just show up with a treasure. Because it, it's redemption. If you show up in a Treasure Island t-shirt, sure. and that young man recognizes you and puts it together, and he's like, Treasure Island. Yeah. And then you guys can have a nice exchange, then there's some redemption. There's some. How about I go one Because he might have just been fucking with you. He could have been. And then you counterfucked him when you were like, knew all about Treasure Island. Because Treasure <laughs> Island sounds like a mini putt putt golf today. <laughs> I have no fucking idea what you're talking In about. In the Florida Keys. Yeah. Or I can go one further. I can cosplay as this main character. Get the coat. Get the glasses. Get the haircut. Go all in and just walk in dressed up as the main character. And then shoot him right in the stomach. <laughs> and just walk out. And then just ask him if, if they got buns back in. Yeah. Because they didn't have buns on the roller grill. Hey, do you guys have any buns left? Do you guys still have buns? Do you guys still not have buns? <laughs> You'd be like, dressed up. <laughs> From Treasure Island. Yeah. And yeah, just don't even get a roller dog. And then if come you in there to just ask for the buns. buns. That's it. You guys checked up on those buns yet? Yeah, they come in. <laughs> How about this? If if I do either one of those and he doesn't acknowledge it, then I email UDF corporate. Yeah, easy enough. I need to go know like why I don't want him to get in any trouble or anything. I just need to know why, and if he does not tell me why, then I would like for him to be in trouble. Hell yeah. Also, they didn't have buns. He didn't have an answer for me. Sorry. That's, I could hang that over his head, too. There you go. If you don't get buns back, if you, if, if you don't tell me why you said this, I am calling corporate. I'm going to narc out and say that you guys haven't had any buns for, for like, months. For months. Yeah, I think that's pretty fair. Narc him out. Am I? Yes. Am I overreacting? Yes. Okay. Yes. I yes. Am. Yes. And it's always the fact small that shit. you brought it up at all <laughs> is insane. <laughs> How is it insane? No. No. Okay. No. Bringing it up is funny. The guy. That, the fact that the guy asked you is very, very funny. Really funny. It, he shouldn't have been smug when you tried to further the conversation, but the fact that you. Hold contempt for this young man <laughs> so much. I'm going I to know. hold on to it. But you started off the story by saying. That you can empathize with what it's like to be a gas station employee. Of course. So he walks up, he looks at you, and he's like, ah, this guy looks like me in 15 years. Or didn't you say he looked like the dumpy 20-year-old dumpy 20 So he's like, this, this could be adult me. Sure. Uh, I'm going to fuck with him and just say something, a non sequitur to him. And he goes, hey, does Treasure Island have time travel in it? <laughs> and then you just fully engaged him and answered his question. I'm sorry that he didn't give you the backstory of so why he asked you. Need some. Maybe it's just a mystery. No, it's not. Is there there there's no if, like cliffhanger that it could be? Could this be like an episode of Treasure Island? No, it was a movie. Yeah, and that's what I meant. <laughs> Is there no way to uh, make a metaphor? Oh, there isn't one because I'm so mad. No, dude, I, w I just laughed really hard because I thought the story was that it was a complete non sequitur. It was, and but there's got to be something to hold it down. There has to be a little bit of weight to why he asked. Unless there is something wrong with him that he just jumped to that. Maybe. Which is a which maybe so many times maybe for the last three weeks he's just gone hey how's it going or is that it yeah or boy it's hot outside or how many times has somebody done small talk with him and they've been like boy it's really hot outside <laughs> and he's had to be like 
yeah, it is. Without yeah. being like, no shit, yeah. dumbass. <laughs> I know it's hot outside. I wouldn't know because I've been in here for eight hours and it's too cold. Exactly. We got to keep this ice cream cold. 57 degrees in here. I'm God. wearing a coat. Every gas station so, is too cold. So then maybe he just, maybe you were the outlier. And he yeah. was just, and then he just blurted out, he goes, is there time travel in Treasure <laughs> Island? <laughs> it is so funny that you, out of all people, were there to like fully know the answer. Yeah. And maybe that's where the anger is coming from is because it's like you true you fully contributed to the answer. I helped And it's like him. a one in a like what are the fucking odds that sure. somebody asks you that and you give him the information that sure. he seemingly wants and desires and you want to know why he needed that information. And it's more than just that. It is also on top of it that he then in turn got mad at me. Okay, yes. For wanting to know why like I'm an asshole. Right. I, yeah, you're right. That's my. That is also That's my other right. hang-up. The, 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 that he looked at me like I was ruining his day after I helped him. It was that bad. That bad. It was that stern of a look. It was very odd. But it was shocking and it was kind of devastating because I was hurt. Because <laughs> I was so hurt. Kind of devastating? Devastating. Because I something, I pulled that from a crumb in the back of my brain and then he was just shitty about it. Because that's what is bothering me is that I knew an answer to that immediate, almost immediately after we got it locked in. I know. And it should have been a fun moment. It should have been fun. I should have been talking about... That's why you're sad is because it should have been fun. Correct. It should have been fun and it wasn't fun at all. It wasn't. And that is valid. That is a valid feeling. It should have been a fun moment. It should have been so much fun. And I need to double check right now that it has time travel Maybe it. it was some sort of like riddle. Maybe, maybe. Or like, maybe if you got the answer, what if there isn't time travel when you fact check it and uh, it turns out that you got the answer wrong and if you had gotten the answer right, he would have like, I don't know. There's Treasure Island from 1950. But we were talking about the animated version. And I know that there's another one. This is riveting podcast information. I, I know about, I know it's a baseball podcast, but I have to know. Jesus Christ. Was he talking about Treasure Planet? Because that's a whole other thing. Well, the kid, if, he, if, you, if you scoped him at about 20 years old... Which Treasure Planet wa- came out in 2002. And guess what? It looks like it did not have time travel. But it is the third treasure movie from Disney, including Treasure Island in 1950. And this is also what I asked him. I was like, oh, Treasure Island. Like, you mean the Muppets version? And he went, no, 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 not the Muppets one. So we definitely ruled that off the table. So I don't, it doesn't look like treasure. It might. Oh, that's a long description on Wikipedia. But I think it did. Maybe it did. Joseph Gordon-Levitt was in it, though. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Sorry, this is just going to aggravate me now. I'm going to do more research and come back next week. Well, we can't fucking wait to hear the <laughs> sequel. And but okay, you talk about it next week if you go back to that UDF cuz I am interested cuz that guy struck a real fucking chord with you. 
and it's interesting. I want you to go and have an interaction with him again and see how you handle it. Guy, it's on my way to a screen printer if I take the right way. There you go. So I will Keep go stopping back. by. I will continue to stop by. And after this, I am going to Etsy to find a treasure island t-shirt. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Continue this bit, man. We got to get to the bottom We're of this guy. Do you remember his name? Was he wearing his name tag? Was yeah, he up to code? Yeah, but I was so distraught that probably, I don't remember. Probably, it's probably like started a with Darren. A, nah, I think it was. He looked more what like. What if it was Willie? Dude, if his name was Willie or Billy, <laughs> we would merge and become one. He's your Wario, dude. I would have to eat his heart in the middle of that UDF. <laughs> there can only be one. There can only be one, man. And you're it. God, I'm mad. He was talking about Treasure Planet, that's for sure, because it's animated and newer, so it's for sure Treasure Planet. Man. So, yeah, we went off on the fucking... I went off on the rails. This is 100% my fault. Well, there's no fault in the matter, and fault insinuates that it's bad. I think that this is a fine interaction. You know, speaking of bad, uh, Sean Doodle got DFA'd. We... Matter of time, man. Fuck. Matter of fucking time. How about that segue, huh? Yeah, matter of time. Matter of time. Thank I mean, God. How, we've been saying that for what five, six weeks. Yeah, I'm just. I mean, it, not like we're some experts, but like that feels inevitable. That felt it did because you had too many arms on the roster, on the active roster, on the active major league club to be like, this is crazy. Why do we have nine relievers? Which I get. You didn't. Ha- you had like twenty straight days with a day off. And Monday, I didn't know how to be a human without Reds baseballs. It was very really weird. strange. I hated every yeah, minute of it. It was awful. You couldn't even like check up on the Padres game or anything. No. Because they had an off day. Hold on. She's in here. Do you remember Treasure Planet? No. Okay. We're not fucking starting this again. <laughs> We're just not. <laughs> we just are We just are not. <laughs> no, we are talking about fucking baseball now, Billy. Okay, how about this? I gotta pee. Okay. You, you, you finish <laughs> up with pee. Treasure Planet or Treasure Island. <laughs> do you remember the animated movie from 2003, Treasure Planet? Absolutely not. How do you not remember Treasure Planet? Well, that kind of spoils my question of, do you remember if Treasure Planet had time travel in it? And I assumed it did. Just curious if you had any knowledge on the situation. None? Okay. Well, that's kind of a bummer. So Joseph Gordon-Levitt was in that. Who else was in that? Oh, I mean, I can look it up. No, I'm looking at it now. I got. I have it pulled up. Oh, Martin Short was in it. What a fun cast. David Hyde Pierce, Emma Thompson. Oh, 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 yeah, yes. Yeah, okay. You remember Treasure Planet? I, d- I never watched it, but I know what you're talking about. Ah, but you don't know if it had time travel in it. Oh, that's so fun. The Black Home Full... Okay, here we go. During the voyage, the ship encounters a supernova, and Jim secures the lifelines of all the crew members as a black hole forms the supernova. Uh, the ship manages to ride the shockwaves to safety. Oh, Arrow died. Spoiler alert. Um, and Jim is later comforted by Silver, who, who knows that Scroop is uh, responsible for Arrow's death. Oh, no. Mutiny happens? Um... Jim below deck, okay, as well as providing him with a f- with a handful of treasure he managed to save to rebuild the Benbow Inn. It looks like that I could be mistaken, and that there is not time travel in this movie. So that's good. Yeah, it was a matter of time before Sean Doolittle got DFA'd. We had nine relievers on. on uh, we had nine, nine, nine relievers Too for many. that long stretch. So like, got to pick them off like flies. 
on the, the job. Also, Alicia's bathroom looks great. Thank you. Very so clean in there. It was. It was. It was a bummer to see him go because we had we had some hopes. Like some I high said, hopes, and he's a very redeemable guy. Like sure. he, you wanted to, you wanted him to be good. Very likable dude. Yeah, he was beloved by his teammates. So I get, I get it. It sucks to see him he was go. Just but. chewing up a roster spot, and you know, it, we we need to start making the space. Yeah, because you got to bring up some other people who can play the infield or outfield. To keep giving you depth. I know. Considering you have to rotate in Moose and Gino at third. Moose and Gino, it's, it's just like the kind of revolving door that is our infield. And then, I mean, with Winker down, what happens, knock on wood, what happens when, uh, if, if, you know, one of the Aquino, Naquin, or Akiyama, one of those guys rolls a fucking ankle or something goes down. I mean, because right. Winker, David Bell in the pregame today, it's Wednesday. We got a show tomorrow. Yes. But uh, he said that Winker's still a couple weeks out. He is. And that's that's devastating just because we love the Wink Man and obviously his stick. Sure. But, I mean, Naquin's in, what, a 14-game hitting streak right now? It's insane. It's crazy. Reigning NL Player of the Week, Tyler Naquin. Who would have thought? Ta- Tyler Naquin. Naquin. Because that's the correct way to, to say his name. It's a French pronunciation. Hey, man, that's how Father Joe says it. And I, whatever Father Joe says... He's what, from Canada. Whatever my dad says. He knows his way around the French language. Yes, he does. Tyler Naquin. Naquin. And some, he knows his way around poutine. Yes, he does. Isn't Naquin, is, isn't he like Cajun? He's from like that area. It's, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's, yeah. French-Canadian is... Man, the French really spread it out, dude. They're up there in Canada. They're down there in the Gulf Coast, down in Nolens. Yeah, dude. Us Frenchies, we get around. Uh, us Frenchies. <laughs> you got... Oh, the Devore. Devore, yeah. There you go. Come on. Quite flush. Ho, ho, ho. Tyler Knockin, man. He's fucking saving us, dude. Mm-hmm. Mm. He's saving us. I'm going to answer your question, though. Answer. With ha- what happens if Akiyama or Aristides Aquino rolls their ankle and then they're out for a week? You call up Ender Inciarte. Boom. Four-time All-Star, two-time Gold Glove winner. We who's have still that depth. Drilling the ball. Yeah. In Louisville. Yeah. And can also is uh who is considered you know a glove first center fielder. Yes. That's that was a great nice little pickup. I forget about it. dude. It's it'd be a fun game to go watch the bats. Yeah. What are we doing Any here? Any given day, you see Lodolo or Green. You got Inciarte out there. You got Alejo Lopez. Yeah. I mean, all these guys. And now Max Schrock is a red. Well, He's Max Schrock is back. He's back. The legend continues to grow of Fuck Max Schrock. Yeah, dude. So, and Mike Freeman, I think he's, I believe he got, he went on waivers and then. We, Picked back up. Yeah, and outrighted to Louisville. So you could go see Mike Freeman, 33-year-old prospect. There you go. How about that? So there's your answer. And I think with how easy the schedule is coming up, yeah, you don't need to rush Winker back. No, not at all. I let him take a little bit of a chill pill. Yeah, especially, I mean, sans Winker, obviously we needed him to get to the point where we are right now. But even without Winker, this is one top one or two offensive category in, ev- in the whole National League. Yeah. Every offensive category. No doubt. I mean, this team absolutely rakes. Rakes. It is long. I mean, down to the seven hole, you're like, well, that's not an easy out. No one's an easy out. No one is an easy out. That's true. No, everyone has made, like, the people who were black holes going into this season and looking up and looking at the months that they've had and they've put together, well, this is no longer a small sample size. Kyle Farmer is not an easy out. He's just a ball player, man. Guy figures it out. He's, he is a gamer. 
truly a gamer who's smart to to quote Joseph Daniel Vado. Yeah, oh yeah, right. And in in gamer or what? Tough or cerebral. That that's a really good. If you're listening to this, uh, listen to Starkville. Yeah, the athletic the athletic baseball podcast. Yeah, it was with, on Monday. Yeah, Jason Stark, who I remember just from you know baseball tonight growing up. Who was just a a, a monster, a hall of famer. Yeah, and then Doug Glanville. Who was a great ball player. Really great. Yeah, good good guy that we grew up. But they have a little combo with Joey, and it's just very enlightening. It's, it's wonderful. All the reasons you love him, plus more. If you ever listen to Joe, like any time that there is an interview with Joey, it's every single time I'm like immediately listening to that. It's going to be captivating for as long as he is on there. He's something else, baby. He's the man. He really is. I love JDV. Truly a monster. Yeah, man. Um, uh Go ahead. No, we were just talking outfield depth. I hadn't even thought about Enciarte. He's still down there. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, just miss Winker. Sure. I just miss him. Misses misses big old long neck. I do too. I miss the I miss Jeffrey the giraffe. Miss miss that left handed bat. But you know, I mean, India and Naquin one two. That's hard to beat. That is very difficult Stevenson's to beat. Stevenson's still real hot. Yeah, I mean, all of these guys are. Um, I mean, who do we? Who do I have over here that's pulled up? That was that was someone. Oh, Tyler Naquin. So that was the guy looking into where a couple weeks ago I was like, I want his head on a platter. I need him to be DFA'd, make room, whatever, what have you. He shouldn't be starting. Give more at bats to Shogo Akiyama, which Shogo has been playing a lot more, and I get it. But with Tyler, his month of August is unbelievably bananas bonkers um oh this is interesting here so i've got the fan graphs pulled up on him in the month of july which i when when we were just like guys got a guy has lost yeah. it he's not figured it out i mean over the entire month he was batting 218 he had nine ribbies eight runs five walks 22 strikeouts with where did it go one here? home run 87 at bats over 25 games and four doubles yeah and then you go into august where he's played 18 games the guy's batting 397 with 10 strikeouts and nine walks almost one to one ratio with 11 ribs 17 runs five dingers a triple seven doubles 12 singles just 25 hits in 63 ab's and the guy's on base percentage for the month of August is uh, 4.72. Yeah, dude. That series against the Marlins, that four-game sweep, he had uh, four doubles, a triple, and three home runs. Eight extra base hits. Jesus. In one four-game series. Talk about padding your stats. That was fun, man. And I mean... it. We, we did mention it a little bit up top, but it's just the most exciting thing in the world. That I mean, right now, the season ends tomorrow. The Reds play the Dodgers. God. We're game up. We're game we up. We made it there, dude. After just doing what we were supposed to do. We made it there on the backs of, I mean, think how crazy it would be at the beginning of this season to be like, hey, man, you're almost September. You're a game up for that second wild card spot, and you have Wade Miley, Vladimir Gutierrez, Jonathan India, and Taylor Tyler Nacken to thank. Yeah, that is carrying and, you. And Joey Votto. And also, don't forget Joey Votto, who's putting up, like, power numbers. Power. Like, slugging, raking numbers. I mean, that's just not... 
You wouldn't believe it. No. It's very unlikely that Vladimir Gutierrez, Wade Miley, and Tyler Malley on the road are carrying you yeah. to that second playoff spot. And you're beating out the Padres. Yeah. Which if you would have told me like, hey, the Padres are going to fold like a house of cards. Yeah. I've been like, there's no way. They're too good. I like the way that you put it before we recorded. It's like, it's not on paper anymore. That Padres roster on paper is fucking nuts. It's bonkers. And ours is and ours was solid, but at the beginning of the year, you would never point at our roster and be like, "Yeah, that team is, will, will win." Yeah, <laughs> that team will best that team. But right. it's not on paper anymore. We're no. 137 games into the fucking season, man. Like it's the stretch run. The teams are the teams. We know what they are going to be. The teams are the teams. We are who we are right now. And the baseball's streaky, and you lose and you win. But like, I don't know, San Diego. They just look. They're floundering in the wrong point. Right? Correct. It's the wrong time to flounder because they were hot to start and in the middle. And because it's like the same idea of like you know the winning team or whatever that mentality is. I was worried when we dropped two out of three against the Cubs. I was actually a little worried. I was like, oh no. We got the heat, and then with that four-game sweep of the Marlins, that double like, A ball club. Yeah, yeah, but like we should have, we had to, and we yes. did in pretty easy fashion up until Sunday. Yes, you know, and that was good because we, because when we lose to the Cubs, that's the thought is you're like, fuck, playoff teams don't do that. They don't, you know, but they they don't do they don't do that when it's on the line, right? When you have two weeks left in the season to solidify your spot. Here is something that I'm kind of that I've been that's been crossing through my brain about this season. So you have so many teams this year that are you know 25 plus games over 500. You have your 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 good teams are really good. They're pretty good or really good, but your bad teams are really 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 bad. They're 35 games under 500. We haven't seen this type type of gap in quality that's true in in a, in a really long time in baseball where if they're like we're bad we're going to completely tank we're going to throw a 37 year old prospect out there to be our everyday right fielder yeah like that kind of disparity between the excellent and the terrible yeah and going into this last month knowing that the only good teams that we will see are the Cardinals, which are average. And down a Flaherty. And down a Flaherty again. The White Sox, who are very, very good at baseball. Bless you. But also and have the Dodgers. their division locked up by like 13 games or something. Sure, and, and the Dodgers, which yeah. will still be in the hunt. Yeah, that's it. Does that... It's not that it... Does it get... The one, first, does it honestly get you ready for that one game playoff seeing all of that dog shit at the end of the year does that does that hurt you and then the second question is with how bad these bad teams are and how good the good teams are and the numbers and the disparity are we actually good right you know what i mean because we have the starting pitching's been excellent the offense has been the best some of the, some of the best offense we've seen in Cincinnati in a really long time since the 90s since, since like, 1998 since that year we had Mo Vaughn yeah like, like 90, 99 or, yeah. yeah 99 99 right and he had, 
I looked that up. I forgot about Mo Vaughn. That year, he played one year for the Reds, or Greg Vaughn. Yeah. Greg Vaughn hit 50 home runs and had 118 ribs for the Reds. Guy was a monster. 50 home runs. But then got paid in New York. Yeah. So, with that type of disparity, so yeah, going back to it, like, are we actually good or are we taking advantage of a situation where the bad teams are truly very bad? Okay. And it's just coming up the right time in the schedule. I th- okay, so just we I go back to on paper. We are I think we are good. I mean, if we were playing right now, if we were playing in the America or the NL West and we were just playing the Dodgers and the Giants and the Padres on loop, I mean, yeah, maybe we wouldn't be where, you know, 11, 12 games over 500, but this is a good team. Okay. This is a good team. I agree with you. I mean, it, I mean, it, the numbers don't lie, right? Sure. The numbers don't lie. It's not, it's weird that Sonny and Luis aren't acting very elite right now, but uh, I mean, Luis, Luis is. He had one bad start recently no, but since I, May 16th. I'm way back on the Luis train. Sure. Um, but I mean, even still, it's like Miley and Goot. In Mali on the road. Yeah. I mean, Sonny, we were even talking about it. Okay, so let's say preparedness or not, schedule or not, we are in that one-game playoff. Yes. You think we play the Dodgers, or do they catch the I, Giants? Who would you rather play? I would rather play San Francisco. Well, I'm. A, it's a toss-up, because we'll see the Dodgers again. Think right. about it, we swept them in May. Being able to see them again could be good. It could be, but it also could not be good. It gives, yeah, it's just like more tape. They've they've seen us more recently. I think I kind of would rather have San Francisco. Yeah, they play. They don't have. They they are they are timely. They just know how to grind it out and win. Yeah, and at I, the yeah. end of games. I mean, especially you saw that in this 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 Oakland series where they walked it off, or they were they won the game in the eighth inning or the ninth, you know, seven eight or seven eighth or ninth inning. They're stout. I mean, it's six and one, half dozen or the other. Both of those games fucking suck. They're both having to go out and play on in California. Correct. Completely hostile, loud-ass crowds. Which they say that the wild card game would be October 5th. San Francisco gives me flashbacks. But think about, it does. It's all the more reason to want to play them. Bingo. You know what I'm saying? It's all the more reason to want to go out there and fucking supplant that. Exactly. Who do you start in that game? If it's on the road and if I'm at San Francisco, I'm starting Tyler Malley. That's the move, dog. It's totally the move, and we'll get to that in a second, but I wanted to pull this up. So it was announced today, Bobby Nightingale said October 5th, right? October right. 5th would be the one-game wildcard playoff. So there would be, say, October 3rd, they're in San Francisco, or they're in Pittsburgh. Then the 4th, they're off travel day. Okay. Then the, then they would play that Tuesday. God, that'd if be you so get fucking a full, fun. If you get a full day off, that's huge. Oh, yeah. To rest and make sure that you are 100% and it's not just the next day. you got to travel all the way across the country. you get a day to acclimate and get used to everything. Who would we play? Where would we go? So we would either go to... Milwaukee or Atlanta? No, no, we would go to either San Francisco or we would go to no, I'm, Los I'm Angeles. I'm talking about winning. You would w- Okay, after that, then they, they haven't announced that okay, schedule yeah, yet. Okay, yeah, right, fair enough. So then you would either go... Yeah. I'm already living there, baby. Oh, I would love to live I'm in that so space. I'm so excited. I'm very excited. And yeah, we got to go to that, that last series. But that's so nice to know that they will have a full... Right as soon as they're done, 
they do keep this up. They do get that last wildcard spot, that they do get that full day to be able to go get into their routine. And it's not like what happened in Cleveland where they have to, where they packed up, went to Cleveland, get off the bus, couldn't get, and go play a game and then get right back on. Right. That's not cool. That's not great. Dude, you brought it up starting Malley on the road. Yeah. Pull up some of those splits because Tyler Malley on the road is a Cy Young. <laughs> I mean, it's like crazy, like DeGrom level. 1.8. It's filth. Obviously, smaller sample size, but it is absolute utter filth. I mean, it, it, it's he's not. 78, 78 and a third innings pitch. The guy has a 1.84 ERA. He's given up, you know, he's got a 191 average with a 272 on base percentage. Here's also where it's crazy with a 284 slugging against him. Just not hitting him hard at all. And not even close. And he's placing his, he's placing. He's doing a great job. He's got. 90 strikeouts to 25 walks. It's so wild. And then you just go to the home, and it's uh, his ERA is six. Jesus, it's insane. With, yeah. Here's his advanced numbers. His uh, whip away, flat one. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. His K to walks is 20.6%. His K rate, his K to walks is 36 and his walks per nine is 2.8. Oh, sorry. His Ks per nine is 10.34. It is such a wild disparity. I mean, it's almost, it's like... Oh, this is interesting, too. This is the disparity, too. His home, he has a higher strikeout rate at home. He has 11.14 Ks at home, Ks per nine, compared to on the road. So it's, he's just throwing more pitches, longer at bats, like mm-hmm. five, six, seven hitter, hitter innings. Do you think he's pushing to strike out at home, and then he's just pitching to win on the? He's pitching to win on the road. Yeah, it's weird because I mean he's got the home run bug at home too. He's given what like twenty four dingers or something crazy at home. Yeah, here's this is fucking unbelievably wild. Um, he gave up. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's it could be as simple as one of those things that was going on with Lulu at the beginning of the year, where it's just kind of in between the years. Yeah, he sleeps in his own bed and goes down in the tunnel, and he's just in the wrong headspace. I don't know. I don't either because he's given up seventeen home runs at home. He's given up three on the road. Yeah, I mean, dominant on the road. Seven innings pitched with a one point eight ERA is like so stealthy. It's, it's deadly. It's unbelievable. A, a slugging percentage in the two hundreds. It's crazy, man. The numbers are there. I'm starting him on the well. I would start him on the road unless, you know, you look at Luis, which I can pull that up. But I, I, would you do the same thing? I would start Tyler Malley. The yeah, numbers I would don't start Tyler there. Malley. Even though Luis is your ace, you're going that route. For sure. That makes sense. I agree with you. Now, if you look at Luis on the road... Um, Wow. On the road, Luis in seven innings pitched, he has a 5.27 ERA, uh, with giving up 259 average, 338 on base with a 447 slugging. He's given up 12 home runs on the road, but four at home. And you're also looking at this month. Here we go. There it is. Nope. There it is. This is captivating podcasting and being prepared. This is a tale of two of two seasons, basically. The second half of the year, Luis has a 3.64 ERA. 
with 49 strikeouts. He's got a 269 average against him. Lower average in the first half, though. Higher ERA. But if you look in the month of... Jesus Christ. The month of June and July. I mean, June, July, and really, he's only had one hiccup in August, really. One, and that really skyrocketed everything. But if you look in June, in 31 and two-thirds innings pitch, he had a 1.71 ERA. Yeah, that's filthy, baby. That's disgusting. He had six earned runs in all of June. Lulu. when We knew we could trust him. I know. But it's still just... It was like wild... Looking at that and it's just seeing and knowing that, that if you're going to be on the road, you trust Tyler Malley. Yeah. That's who you throw. That's who I would throw out there. That's what I would do too. I think you have to, even in that pressure situation, because bottom line is the only person who has pitched in the postseason for both of these squads are Sonny Gray and Wade Miley. Yeah. And I'm not throwing Sonny Gray out there. And I would consider throwing Wade out I there. I would seriously consider throw out, throwing I mean, out Wade guys Miley. Got, guys got... He's got the experience and the numbers to back it up this year. Oh, 100%. Filthy, man. I, that's so wild. Who would have thought that that if we were posed, again, to just go back a year, at the be- or even the beginning of the season, be mm-hmm. like, all right, you got a one-game playoff with the Giants at San Francisco. Who are you throwing out there? And, I mean, for real, Mally and Miley. Yeah. Come to mind first immediately. That's like, that's fucking wild. It's insane. I wouldn't have I wouldn't have put my money on it at all either. And I wouldn't do it obviously just because he's a rook. But I mean, especially because he's a rookie, dude. Vladimir Gutierrez is lights out lately. Like, he has been so fucking good. He's going and he's uh, you know saving our bullpen. He's going deeper into games. He's getting seven, you know, six and two thirds at least. He's a gamer, man, especially in August. Yeah, in August, uh, you're looking at 32 and a third innings pitched with a 1.67 ERA with at bat, with, a, with batters hitting 220 against him. He's only given up two home runs in the entire month of August. He's really, he pitches, and I heard uh, Cowboy talking about this a little bit, but he really does, he seems to have like a high baseball IQ. Agreed. He's a smart guy. He, he's, got, he's got some stuff. He's, he tops out at like 95, 96. Sure. He's not like some burner, but, but he's he's smart about it. He knows how to go at a batter. He's uh, Pitches he, to contact. Pitches to contact, really low pitch count. Yes, and three different angles of his slider and yeah. arm slots. Yes. So he's constantly deceiving you. Kind of savvy. At he's, 25 years old, man, he's kind of savvy. Savvy, and he's pulling you in to his web. Yeah, yeah, That's dude. what he's doing. He is just meticulously... That's why he's got that fucking Black Widow tattooed on his throat, baby. It makes the most sense. Fucking Vlad, baby. What a stud. Here's the question for you about Wade Miley. Wade Miley has a a team option next year. It's one year, $10 million. uh, Or they could pay him a million dollars to go sign somewhere else. We both agree the Reds should do that. Give him $10 million? Give him $10 million to come back and continue to have the season that he's having. Agreed. Do you think that they actually do it? I don't. Uh, I know. It just depends on what what their attitude coming out of this season is. Because I mean, we're gonna have to have the Castellanos decision uh, conversation, obviously. Um, Winker needs extending. Correct. Who else do you want to extend? Tyler Malley. You need to give Malley some money. I'm buying out India's years. Yeah, dude. I'm buying out his arbitration now. You got to take care of these things. Correct. And I think it's unlikely that they take care of all of them. Correct. It's 
not happening. And I think, I don't know. I mean, yes, Miley should be on the roster next year for sure. But if you know, if they take a, if they take care of a couple other things, a couple other matters aside from that, then I can live with it. But sure. If we don't bring back Wade Miley and Nick walks, you know, something crazy. Yeah. If Nick walks, I. It's hard to it's hard to reconcile that. Sure. Especially because I don't think we're going to have to... It's not going to be like some crazy increase on what we're giving him. No, it's going to go from $14 million to like 18 19 20 million. Even if we have to tack on another $8 million and give him $23 million, whatever it would be, 24 He is worth that to us. Yes. Considering that we pulled this up. Oh, what? His his numbers at home? Yeah, his home oh, yeah, road if you can't splits. tell, the boys, the boys dipped into fan graphs a little bit. The, f- the boys finally did it. I we mean, f- his numbers at home are gaudy. He's batting almost 400. <laughs> at home... Sorry, I, I lost my, my where I was. Yeah, at home, the guy is batting 368 with 51 ribs, 17 homers. Uh, 16 doubles. 16 doubles. Away, he's batting 269 with uh, 19 ribs, 15 doubles. The number, doubles numbers are still there, but only five homers. So when you look at it's that made increase, for man. That stadium is just it. Just it's the power alleys, the short little porches. It's, it's for yeah. It's for Nick because I mean the double numbers are up on the road. Sure. And then you look at the are they're the same right seventeen and fifteen and yeah. then the seventeen and five home runs on the road. It's because maybe you know what six of those doubles on the road would have been home runs at Great American. Right. You know he loves that park, which is what they said the same thing when we were looking at him from going from Comerica to. Wrigley, yeah, because he could just keep hitting doubles into those alleys where he was doing that in Detroit. Go and then going from Chicago to us, they'd be like, "Those doubles are going to turn into homers." That's yeah, absolutely and that's happened. exactly what happened. That's bitch. exactly what has happened. So this yeah, season. obviously you want to keep, uh, but, but keep but, him. But you, but if we're seeing this and we're finally wising up to use using fan graphs, there's other GMs out there who are like. Well, he can't have those same numbers. He can't do it at other parks of the rest of this, you know. Duh. Good in the point. AL Central and the NL Central. Good ass point. Now, where else would these numbers and it was somewhere with they a ball be inflated tra- in New York State? Uh, yeah, at Yankee, Yankee Stadium. Stadium, they could be inflated at Fenway. They could be inflated uh, again, going back to Wrigley. But what did Dude, Nick say when he signed here? We all need to kill that. He wants that. to win. That will never happen. He's not going to Chicago. But he's not going back there because he wants to win. To suck. To be on a really bad team? Yeah. Fuck no. no, he would never do that. Ever. And so, I mean, all the other matchboxes I can think of are, you know, what's he going to go play in Pittsburgh? Absolutely you know, not. Like, no, it's not happening. So, I mean, no. yeah, yeah, I think us, New York, and Boston, just from home splits alone. Right. Those are your best bets. Right. Or somebody who will just throw a bunch of money at him. The and Angels like, okay. will just be like, here's $30 million a year and not get a pitcher again. <laughs> you know, but either way. Oh, you talk about the Angels? Yeah. Yeah, because Justin Upton's getting long in the tooth. Precisely. Um, I, would, I would hate that. Oh, yeah. Because that's just where everyone has gone to fucking die. You go to die. Yeah, Rendon's on the IL. Uh, Upton's got, got paid. Uh and Shohei is having one of the best careers any baseball player could ever have. I know. And we're nothing. just like, well, there he is. Mike Trout's on the IL. Why even play him? They're not even close to being in a hunt. I know. None. 
Yeah, so I want Nick back in Cincinnati, obviously, but I just brought it up because you asked the Miley question. I mean, yes, if we if we are so if we are as excited as we should be about this team, where you're looking, you know, potentially up the middle, we're looking at the future on any given day now with Barrero, India, and Stevenson. Right, and then throw Vlad on the bump. And those are four true rookies. And if he gets healthy. Sends out in center. center field, and then that's a real core with Joey Votto, who we are just you know finding out he is who we thought he was, and it's like he's just who who knows what the ceiling is for him. How crazy is it that he went on to that pod and talked about how this is his most natural form at age thirty seven? The guy's like, oh yeah, this is how I started hitting was hitting for power and just trying to hit the baseball as Taking hard hacks. and as far. And as possible as I could, and not worrying about strikeouts. Yeah. And now he's just like, this is what this is what I've always had this inside me. I've never done it. It's like, ah, oh, man, that's crazy. Just going out and you know, just a full professor PhD of the art of hitting, just being able to take different approaches, taking seasons to work on certain things, and you know, just being able to flip that switch because it's just such a hard physical act yeah to do anyway and to go at it with different techniques it's just a it's just a level of athleticism that's just different unbelievably yeah different. so i mean it, it, it just there's the, so much reason to be excited a lot and this the approach is just insane in the way that he just listen to the whole thing it's unbelievable and it just makes me hope that when when the time has come and, and Joseph Daniel Votto is walking away from the game, that he is he himself is hosting a podcast, talking with former and current MLB players and talking about the art oh, of hitting. Oh yeah, dude, I'll listen to that every day, all day, every day. Yeah, very good. I need, we just need some large media outlet to pay him a ton of money. Yeah. What if there was some type of outlet where they paid? They paid money to have him, but he was also having those conversations live and in real time. Oh, audio only? Audio only format. Like in Spotify Greenroom. Like Spotify Greenroom. Talk to us, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. Share your own experiences and takes on the app. Your chance to be featured on the new Nasty Boys podcast. It could happen. Download the Spotify Green Room app free in the iOS app store. Create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the sports drink group. Follow us at the new Nasty Boys to be notified when our room goes live. Join us. We'll be going live on Spotify Green Room on some day at some time. So... I just Which don't know why they exciting. wouldn't. I don't know why they wouldn't. Because people are coming to these games. They're making a little bit of money. Scratch. It, it seems like a good seems like a good year to own the Reds. There's so people are so excited about this team. Yeah. Right. Yes. I mean more engagement online than any fucking team in Major League Baseball. Very good at like, it. Like it's. I don't know. It just seems like a big duh to just say, yeah, we'll 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 give Miley another ten mil. Yeah, and let's go ahead and extend Winker, who you know came up with us. Capital's there. People are in the stands. It's there, man. I know. So let's talk about what we're getting ready to watch, which is we're getting ready to watch Game Two of the Brewers and Reds series. Yeah, that game last night was a fucking heartbreaker. It was a heartbreaker because your bullpen had been so good, very stout. After the moves that they had made. And then Lorenzen, you know, I mean, it. the guy had 13 appearances without giving up a run and really not getting hit hard. And then he goes out after getting out, you know, he already went, what, an inning and a third? Mm-hmm. He already went an inning and a third. Right. You roll him out for two. And you roll him out again, which, you know, I'm all there for. And then they just, like a good team does, strings together four singles. Yeah. 
It's what he gave up. Uh-huh. Four consecutive C&I singles. Yeah. I mean, to the point where it's like three of them loaded the bases. It's not like there was a guy on second who could score. It was like, no, they loaded the bases, four singles in a row. Yeah. The four runs look ugly. The You know, who, who came in? Was it? Oh, that's after that Given. was TJ Antoon who came in. TJ Antoon. And after five pitches, just completely grimaced in pain and watched his entire right side of his body go comp- go limp. I know. So he's on the 10-day DIL. Now, here's what kind of here is my question about what happened to him. Do you think and I'm not accusing him of anything. I am saying since the crackdown, a lot of pitchers had to change their repertoire. I would, you know, including Tyler Glass now, who said, yeah, I had to change what I was doing and towards UCL and was having Tommy John, and it was really disappointing to see him go down. Right. Do you think that after what had happened with that strain, that he, TJ himself, is a victim of that? Perhaps. Because he hadn't been in since the crackdown. Right. And he had one of the best curveball spin rates in all of baseball. Yeah. It kind of goes hand in hand. There had to be a correlation, yeah. So now he's coming back. I'm not accusing. No, I mean, well, there's nothing. It's not accusatory. He used it. Every pitcher did, pretty much. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's why they have this crackdown the way that they did. I mean, you're not accusing the guy. It is what it is. The motherfucker had a spin rate over 3,000. Yeah. (laughs) Right. His fingers were sticky. And he's coming back, and his body's already like you know compromised a little bit from the injury, and now he's going to kind of change up what he does. Yeah, it can't be. It's not good for him. No, that's a good point. I didn't really even think of that. So then you follow that by bringing in Luis Seso has to warm up immediately, right? And you're not in your routine. You're not doing everything that you need to do to succeed in that situation. He gets thrown in, right? And that's going to happen against good teams, is you're going to get shelled yeah. when you're not ready. I know. So, in no way, shape, or form is that disheartening for the one the rest of the series. Shame we lost. But it is not disheartening to be like, well, we didn't do enough and all this stuff. Like, they're not good. The bullpen's still a huge problem. No, it's the situation at hand. Right. Because there were some people that I was that I might have been listening to that said that, oh, there still wasn't enough to be done and all, and like just being accusatory and going back to the conversation that was coming up before the deadline and that the bullpen was still in shambles. No, it's way better than it was. Yeah, just objectively. So, yeah. Oh, Way Mr. Better. Tyler Snipes. Oh, shit. Hey, hey, hey. What's up, kid? So, uh, but no, we're getting, uh, it, in no way, shape, or form does, does last night have any, and blowing it sucks, but is, in any way, shape, or form does it worry about me about one, the rest of the series, or two, the rest of the season, or three, what could happen in the playoffs? Agreed. 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 I, I still think we're in pretty good shape. I think we're I fucking love Mikey Biceps. Mm -hmm. Guy's a stud. No, I mean, agreed. Just fingers. Here's the deal. Antone, we thought he was back. He's not. Ten days. When do we call up Lodolo or Green? I would call up Hunter Green. Hunter Green to come out of the bullpen. Now, Now, I think that would be the second. I wouldn't. Okay. I wouldn't call him up first. But. We talked about this before. You know who I am calling up first. 
is this other guy. Is this other fella, which I just had it, Dari uh, Moreta. He has zero earned runs in his first 14 career AAA appearances, who's a reliever out of the pen for the bats. Pretty lights out. I mean, it sounds like he's, he's lights out. Uh, his for, his for 14 games with zero earned runs is the longest active streak, streak in AAA East. I call up that guy first. He's already a reliever. He's ready for that. Sure. And instead of shrinking down what Hunter Green can do right. and what Nick Lodolo can do. Um, so I think that's where I would start. What do you think? I don't know. I say I, I love I love. <clears throat> I mean, obviously, that guy's numbers are really good, and you go ahead and give him the call up. But I don't know. I think with this team right now, you want the best team that you possibly can have on the field. Sure. That includes a guy who can throw 103 in the eighth inning. Of course. That's the best version of the team. I agree. And just in my opinion. And I get that there's a million reasons to not call him up because his body is seasoned as a starter and he's conditioned as a starter and all this, you know? Yeah. But, like, I mean, ultimately, the best version of the Reds has to be with a dude who can come out of the pen and do that. Agreed. And you want that in the playoffs. Yes. You know? And plus, it's just exciting. First overall fucking pick, you know. Second. Or, yeah, but our first pick. Yeah. Um, it would be exciting. It would be extremely exciting. And I say just pour gas on the fire, man. This team is so marketable and enjoyable and people and beloved. And, like, bring up the young kid. Bring yeah. up that young kid. He's got a great smile. He throws the ball hard. Gas. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. So, I'm, I'm all about it. And then, so we got this week, we've got two more against the Brewers, which we're getting ready to watch that game. It's about to start in 10 minutes, followed by a three-spot in Miami. Boom. Get the sweep. Go ahead, go down there and just fillet the fish. Fillet the fish. And then you go to St. Louis, and then you can put the nail in the coffin. Go ahead for and them. end it there, man. And end it there. Um, and then who do the Padres have coming up? The Padres have coming up two more against San, uh, Los Angeles. Yeah. And then they go three or two against the Angels, three against the Diamondbacks. Yeah. So their next five are against some bad teams. Which but they've then, had problems with. Yeah, exactly. And then they go three at home with the Astros, two at home with the Giant or with the Angels. And then and then I mean then they go Dodger 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 Giant 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 Giant. You love that. Let them just beat themselves up, man. Let them f- They're let not going to win 6 out of uh, 6 out of those games. No, carnivores. Mm. We or just keep winning we're cannibal- in. cannibalize each other. Then you have Milwaukee, which I I haven't fully given up. We'll see how what happens after this series. I haven't fully given up on the division, but it's close. 3 at Minnesota, 4 at Milwaukee, 3 at home against St. Louis, and then three at home against Philadelphia, which Philadelphia is trying to claw and get back into it. Right. So it's not easy for the Brewers either. Mm-mm. So let's round third and head for home tomorrow. High grain. High grain. Get your tickets at highgrainbrewing.com. Come to the show, 8 o'clock. Good show. Fun lineup. And then this weekend I'll be in Sandusky, Ohio. Oh, really? Yeah, we're, uh, we're going to have a fingering party in a hot tub. Is that what we're doing? Yes. Okay, cool, man. Who books that? I do. All right, cool. You want to come? Yeah, let me get a spot. Yeah, with a U and an umlaut above it. (laughs) Yeah, give me a spot, man. Cool. And that's what I got. I got high grain coming up, baby. Hell yeah. High grain hub on Monday, dog.
Fuck yeah. We love you. Well, thank you so much to Sports Drink for putting this thing on. Thank you to Spotify Green Room for being a fantastic sponsor. And thank you for listening. And as always, go Red Legs. And stay nasty. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more.